Welcome to Wealth and Riches Training, where we bridge the gap between mindset and money. Each week, we'll be discussing how to generate more money, how to manage the money you have, the law of attraction, the law of abundance, how to create the life of your imagination, and enjoy the journey while you're here. Are you ready to change your life? Let's go. Hey, welcome to Wealth and Riches Training, guys, where we bridge the gap between mindset and money. I'm sitting out here in California, Southern Cal, and, and got thinking about a bunch of different things. As I was flying out yesterday, a friend of mine on Facebook posted um, that there's been $1.3 trillion in equity lost in the last um I think last quarter, I'm not sure. I have to get all the data on that. But it really threw me off. And what what I got thinking about is how so many things are changing in the real estate market of how, um, you know, how you got to change your thought pattern and where you're going. And I wanted to come back on and get these um, uh, this podcast back up and running. It's been a while since I've had an opportunity. I've been working behind the scenes building out. Uh, some new training programs and so forth, uh, keys to creative real estate. And I wanted to touch base today as I'm sitting out here in the thought pattern of, you know, what are we doing different to adjust to anything and everything within our um, our life cycle as things that are happening? If you're in real estate investing like I am and training others uh, like I do on a, on a weekly basis, you need to start looking at what is going to change your approach or what do you need to do to change your approach to bring new opportunities in, right? Because the sellers are now sitting in position where the interest rates have gone up, the Fed has changed everything, so it's gone up, even if it's, you know, four or five points or percents, Um that changes a buyer's opportunity, right? Where a buyer could qualify for uh, much higher at a lower interest, they no longer can qualify for that higher property. And they may already have had offers in, and then the interest changed. I've got a, 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 a partnership I'm going to teach next week in um, uh, the Hollywood Burbank area of California, and they were working on a refi. Now, this is a a pulling money out of a free and clear property that one of the partners owns. It's got like a million something equity in it. It's California property. And they are, they started out with, I think the, the refi interest was at six or something like that, 6%. And then uh, as they got closer and closer to the closing date for settlement and so forth, it bounced to an 8%. Now, their thought pattern is not a big deal in that scenario because they're going to be paying things off and, you know, it's a quick turn, so it won't be a full year of, of monies used or anything like that. So, you know, that's a little easier as an investor. But as a homeowner, think about it as a buyer, owner-occupied. I'm going out and I've got an offer on a beautiful property that most likely my family's fallen in love with. And it just works for us. We're excited about it, right? School district, um, you know, any of all of that, the friends, the all of that that they, they that that you know is going on. It's so we've made an offer on it. Now all of a sudden we can no longer afford the payment 
on that property because the interest rates went up. Now, that happens. If you've locked in your interest, that's not going to be a big deal. If you've locked down your interest rate, then it is locked. That's it's, it's You're good to go. But if you're a buyer that's been thinking, okay, great, we're approved at this, not locked in, and you know, looking at how we can get to this property, now all of a sudden we can't afford it. Now I've got to start talking to my family about, hey, it's going to change. We've got to look at it or sit down with my partner and say, okay, how are we going to be able to do this? Can we do this? You know, we're already already working uh, more hours at the, at the job or we've taken on a second job or we've got a side hustle or now, you know, one of the partners who was a stay-home uh, parent has now gone out and had a job because inflation has increased everything. And um, the recording of this here is the day after the uh, November 8 elections of 2022. And, you know, there, there's some changes that happened out there. That's great. But we're sitting in a high inflation um, economy right now. And, in fact, you know, we're in a... Um, recession of course the 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 thought pattern is is it's not going the money is monies don't go as far you know gas is hovering at four dollars depends on where you are here in california it hovers at five to seven dollars a gallon um you know my home state uh current resident state of utah it it hovers right around four dollars i've been in some areas where it's under uh, four down around the three dollar mark, but even still, that's per gallon. And if you've got to commute for your income, you're you're not the income's going less, less. It's spreading out less, right? You you've got less money going because you've got more. You've got less money staying in, more money going out, and so now you got to look at it in the real estate world. If I'm looking to purchase a home. I don't get a big, big, big as of a home, man. I'm mean, speaking English. I don't get as big of a home as I had planned on. Um, it might even push us out of the uh, school district that we want to be in. There's some challenges. There are some massive challenges going on, and you know, it's one of those things. As we start looking at the the mindset of money, it's. How do you tighten the belt? That's the first thing we were always taught when I was brought up is, man, if things get, you know, a little shy, how do you tighten up the belt? Now, that's always wise. It's always wise to tighten up the belt and always look at things. Are you, you know, foolishly spending? Are you pushing money out? I saw some post that said, uh, you know, we we stopped our Disney Plus um, subscription. Yes, it's only $14 a month. But that, you know, is $14 a month. And I know in my household, we had auto ships, a lot of auto ships on on Amazon that we needed to go in and really evaluate and see if that made sense for us to continue with those auto ships. You know, auto ship of Javalia coffee and auto ship of, you know, dog food and toilet paper and all that kind of stuff, which we started the auto ship of toilet paper when there was the, you know, the stupid panic of the shortage of toilet paper. And, you know, others weren't getting those at the Costco's and the big, big box places and stuff. And we went on Amazon and sure enough, it showed up every two weeks or whatever rotation we had it on. So, you know, we looked at that and said, okay, great. Is that 
you know, we don't need to stockpile as much. So, yeah, I get it that you tighten up your belt and you put things around on that and you pull things back and, you know, and, and, and start brewing coffee at home versus stopping at Starbucks, you know, or start making sandwiches instead of buying lunch every week or every day. And, you know, I mean, that, that, that just makes sense. That's just smart budget-minded uh, movements. But real estate is different. Real estate is different. This is this is a need and a and a desire and a want all in one, right? That when you look at it, you've got you've got the need of a roof over your head, the need of rooms for uh, family to live in comfortably, then the desire of having individual rooms and individual bathrooms and. Then the want of having a recording studio, basketball courts, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm smiling as I'm saying that because a lot of people are like, I don't want that. You know, that's nuts. I don't have any desire to have that kind of stuff. However, there are certain wants and desires that are in there. Like the current house that we, we are blessed to live in, you know, we're seven bedrooms, one, two, yeah, seven bedrooms, four baths. You know, it's gorgeous. Is that is that what everybody needs? No goodness, it's not. Uh, you know, we've got two bedrooms that have been converted into office space for my wife and I. Each of us have our own office. And then, as you guys know and have seen with podcasts and, and my Monday night Zoom, you know, a lot of times I'm down in my recording studio that I've converted one of the other bedrooms into uh, or part of the basement and a bedroom into. And so, you know, that that's not a need. I've got three beautiful daughters still at home. And so, okay, we need a four-bedroom house, right? We don't need a seven-bedroom. So we were able to convert all of those that, that make it work. And the pandemic allowed us to stay home again uh, and work, which we've done for, you know, I've been 1099 for, I don't know, 26 years. Um, but it's just great that I have an office space that I can go into and not at a table just looking at my computer or, you know, anything along those lines. And my wife's got a beautiful office, et cetera. So the need is having a roof over our house or over our heads, right? The desire is to have each child their own bedroom um, and their own bath. Now, they don't all, sh- they don't all have their own bath. The, the, the two youngest share a bath. Uh, oldest has her own bath, and you know, of course, the master ensuite has its its master bath. So that's the desire. The want is then all of the perks, right? Big yard, school district, um, nice neighborhood, good church community. You know, any of those kind of things. But it doesn't always happen when your budget is struggling. Right. If you are just everything about it is going to be now double, triple, quadruple checked, you're going to look at opportunities that come and go, Okay, do we need to afford that? Do we want desire? And that overrides our need to afford that. Um, And it's interesting because because those are how how you start looking at your money. And as an investor in real estate, um, I have seen swings. I've been in it 25 years, uh, now pushing into the 26th year. 
And I'm looking at things as, as as I've watched the ups and the downs, right? Because I started in 1997. It was a slow economies in a lot of areas there, real estate-wise. Then it started building out early 2000. Uh, of course, 2003, four was massive, massive heyday. And made it just crazy, crazy money made. 2006, there started being some rumors. 2007, some confirmation of rumors. In 2008, we were in the toilet, right? And we had just crushed uh, the economy of real estate, excuse me, because of uh, lack of accountability in the, the mortgage lending and subprime loans. And, you know, so we had that one. So 97, 98, 99, somewhere in there, slower moving, fast pace picking up. 2008, we crash. 2010, it starts to build back up. 2013, things are starting to move again. 15, is going crazy, moving up. 17, 18, we get into 19, 2019, and we are seeing just unprecedented price points on properties. Investing is getting a little, uh, well, no, a lot more uh, target markets and you know a little more difficult in, in how you're getting the right price points. Um, then we have a pandemic, right? And the pandemic hits, and it, and what usually would or typically of a shutdown of the world would crush a real estate economy changed everything. And those of you who follow me know and been in my classes, you know I use the Federal Housing Finance Agency website, which is fhfa.gov, federalhousingfinanceagency.gov. As an indicator of which direction things are going, appreciation, depreciation, and those kind of things that are happening in our in our real estate world. And as that plays in, so I was watching it, and it is absolutely 2020, 21, went through the roof. Even into 22, it went through the roof. And uh, appreciation on properties and price points and so forth. And I sat back and was like, okay, wait, 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 wait a minute. We've had a, a, a world shut down. And a world shut down, we have limited inventory, we have limited movement, yet you're still blowing the top off of building out real estate and real estate prices. The new construction in Utah, Idaho, uh, Arizona, Nevada went through the roof. And, and a lot of that was because of uh, people from like places of California and so forth selling at, at high, high prices and moving, right? So all of a sudden the desire or the want, the need and so forth changed up for them. It also is a factor that you guys got to take in consideration that more companies realized that they could have their uh, employees uh, work virtually or satellite. And now all of a sudden the desire changes. I don't have to be in a position of commuting because I can work virtual. And by working virtual, that means I can be anywhere. Well, if I've got a million dollar property in California that when I sell, I'm going to have say $500,000 worth of equity okay, in cash that or equity converted to cash and then I move up into a Utah uh, or a Boise area where now I can get two and a half, maybe three times the square footage for that five hundred, six hundred thousand dollar 
cash that I have in pocket. So I look at it and say, okay, well, what if I came in and said, hey, you know what? I can do an $800,000 home in Utah, Boise, Idaho area, and I can put that $500,000 in, and now I got a $300,000 mortgage. The payment on that is stupid low. And now all of a sudden, I just step into, yes, it's my money, but it was equity that created in one property to create equity in the other property, which you guys realize or need to realize that the equity is the only asset in your house, right? Because your personal residence is a liability. A liability costs you money. And it's only the equity within that asset that you're able to pull out. Yeah, let me back that out. Liability. Okay. It's the only the equity once liquefied becomes the asset. Okay. And it's not, equity is not an asset. Equity is a potential asset once used. Okay. So now I'm going in and all of a sudden these, these families with massive liquidity are able to go in and pay $150,000, $200,000 cash over asking price, which changes now the total economics of the neighborhood they go into. Because a, an investor cannot, a homeowner, a typical homeowner that grew up in that area, cannot afford to do that. They cannot afford uh, a mortgage of that nature, right? And these guys, these people are, are able to come in, they're, 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 they're opportunity, they're seizing that opportunity, and they're able to come in and take advantage of that. In, and it's happening in Austin, Texas, and Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, you know, as the Silicon Valley is breaking things up and they're moving, moving headquarters around. So here's what happens, though. We now have inflation and recession. And monies are going, as we just spoke about, are going less distance, less further, except for those people that were able to buy in higher or lower areas with all of their monies. So as an investor, real estate-wise, long story to get to this, long story short now, you need to be focusing on those sellers who are not or are no longer in a position of multiple buyers coming in on their property because those who come in with cash are very, very specific of what they want and they can be. The other buyer, the traditional owner-occupant that grew up in the area that's looking for a new home, does not have that ability and opportunity of the liquidity of extra cash. Therefore, they're walking out of the markets because they can no longer afford those. Therefore, that's leaving that seller with a failed contract that properties are now being pulled off of markets because there's no buyers for them. There's no opportunity for that seller anymore to be able to push things through and, you know, get a buyer at any point and, and, and that kind of stuff. That's all changed. It's all dramatically changed. 
So as an investor, I now start looking at creative ways of being able to pull real estate together, creative ways to help these sellers sell their property to move on to whatever it is that they need to be doing, that they want to be doing, that they desire to be doing. And all of that start begins to play and play in very, very interesting ways. So key, create... Creative real estate is simply understanding what the seller is looking to do. How do you provide that opportunity for them? How do you bring the solution to the table for them? Right? That's what this game is all about. And I was blessed with to be a part of a or with a mentor, Dr. A.D. Kessler, who taught me ins and outs of real estate, creative real estate. And that's what I'm bringing to the table. So everything you start will be hearing from me from this point on is going to be, in regards to real estate, is going to be very heavy on creative real estate, uh, you know, subject twos and wraparounds and uh, lease, lease options and or lease purchase and all of the different things that be playing in. So I want to share all of that with you and I want to get back into, I'm going to be uh, posting uh, probably two uh, new podcasts weekly, as I think there's some some massive things coming down that everybody needs to be uh, aware of. I want to invite you to uh, anybody listening here to our Monday night Zoom. We do a Monday night Zoom call. It's 30 minutes long. It's every Monday night, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. If you need the Zoom link, please go to wealthandrichestraining.com. And you'll see the first uh, under opportunities, and you'll see the first category in there is to join us. And once you click on that, join us for it, you'll, you'll be clicked right over into Zoom, and you'll be able to get all of the, uh, the contact information. If that doesn't work and you're unable to see that, please reach out to me at rg at wealthandrichestraining.com. That's rg, the letters rg, at, at uh, wealthandrichestraining.com. And I'll be more than happy to send you that Zoom link. We do it every Monday night, 7 p.m., 30 minutes long, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 30 minutes long. And just share new ideas, share opportunities. It's kind of a motivational Monday type thing. At the same time, in dropping uh, golden nuggets, last Monday we had Mark Stewart on who was discussing freedom. Uh, just this was just two days ago discussing freedom of how he encountered so many things in Dubai and Afghanistan and Iran and, and all of those things where he was uh, previously working in in a, a previous job career of his. And then we also, of course, discussed the freedom of of enslaving thought patterns that we uh, tend to um, enforce upon ourselves. So join us. It's, it's, it's fun. I keep it at 30 minutes is all so that, you know, you guys can get in, get done, listen, and then move on with life and everything else that goes on. If it's West Coast, you're just getting home. If it's East Coast, you know, you're able to settle down faster, get the kids into bed if you still have that uh, responsibility and so forth. So, guys, very, very excited to be back on the air. Uh, I apologize that it's been a while but uh, just got some focus and or got things out of focus or distracted my focus, and I'm back now. So I'm going to be talking more and more about creative real estate ways. Uh, if you're interested, I also have a 
Starting January, I have a new program, The Keys to Creative Real Estate. It's a year-long program that will be held virtual. And I don't believe anymore that you need to be spending tens of thousands of dollars uh, to learn real estate and, you know, for just, uh, you know, a, a few bucks a month, um, you can join me, uh, we, which is a two twice a month virtual training on creative key to a uh, creative real estate. I'm rambling here. I apologize. Key creative real estate strategies, taking you through it, how to have the mindset, how to talk to them, how to script the sellers, how to script to the sellers, how to set up contracts, how to talk all of that. It's a, it's a full year program. So if that's of interest to you, keys to creative real estate, go to wealth and and look at that uh, tab as well. So, Hopefully you have a great day. Uh, man, make it the best that you can. It is exactly what you desire it to be and what you focus on. So, man, look forward to talking with you all soon. Look forward to seeing you on a Monday Zoom and joining us on the Keys to Creative Real Estate class. And as always, be good to yourself. episode of wealthandrichestraining.com. We invite you back every week to learn more about how to bridge the gap between mindset and money and increase your lifestyle. For more information about our programs, go to wealthandrichestraining.com.